Papa, y'all. It's your homie ATM. It's your boy O. And we are the Lingo Baby back again with two more very, very important and special guests. We got. You want to introduce them? I feel like I always introduce guests. I guess it's a staple. I feel like, yeah, sure. We have, you know, like Money said, two very important special guests. You have Anthony Obas. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. <laughs> very casual. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we have a Lingo new member. Yes. Um, yes. Our good friend Ania. Hello, um, hello. Friend, colleague to me, um, all around amazing personality. But I'll let the guests introduce themselves, you know, do a little blur. Oh, I know. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, you gotta go first. I'll do it first. My favorite I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you go first. Okay. So, my name is Anthony Obas. OG. I'm Everybody like calls him Obas. Obas is better. Um, manager, event promoter, uh, artist consultant, um, you know, traveler, businessman. Business like, we focus on the, the, the P's and Q's and um, author as mm. well, too. Nice. So published. Published, nice. you know. Mm. We're working on two for next year. Mm -hmm. um, got something special on the way. But yeah, I mean, I'm here with the lingo. What's, what's the vibe? As always, yo. Like, <laughs> Oba's been here literally since day one when we were just WRW Radio. Came on the show, That's too. So, you know, time. it's nice to bring you back now that we're official. You know, we've been an official podcast for five seasons now. Five seasons, yeah, been so, doing good. You know, thank you. So it's nice to have you like finally on. My favorite one has to be the one with Alberto. I think Alberto. Yeah. <laughs> I seen Alberto in a different light. I seen Alberto in a different. Good. Light. I like that. You know, because I feel like we brought a lot of like cues people. Right. At the same time, so it's nice when like you, it's somebody you've known and seen throughout the years, and you're like, oh shit, like yeah, hey, like, yeah, like, like from that and you learn more. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. dope. I like that. And our new friend. Well, my new friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my name is Ania. I'm an artist. I'm like an executive. I'm a manager, music journalist, and oh, I honestly shit. like kind of like do it all. Um, what else? What else? All around dope. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what else. To do. <laughs> we got a lot of multi hyphenates in the building yes. today, yeah, for sure. I love. I love the word executive. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, like, that was a nice. That's, that's the energy nice. That's really the energy we're going for with this show, with having both y'all here. You know, like yeah, this episode mm -hmm. it's very uh, like you said it, P's and Q's. Like I feel like you were one of the first people that I ever met that was like really about dying eyes, crossing and T's. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm all about so, that. Like, shit. you know, so when uh, when O originally conceived the idea of having it on, I was just like. Oh, I'm down. And right before, like, as I was thinking it, he was like, yo, I think Obas would be a great double to, like, ha I was like, that's exactly what I was talking about. I had to come here, because, like, literally when he texted me, I was in the shower, and I was like, yo, I can't wait to talk my shit. Like, <laughs> oh, like, and I was in the shower, I'm, like, thinking about stories, listening to past albums that some of the artists I managed work right. with, and I'm like, yo, we have memories, and mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, this has been a minute, so it's good to, like, have a chance to talk about it, you right. know, today. You know, it's... It's been a lot of fun being back in the city. I feel like me and Obas have become like show bros. Like we literally yeah. just go see a lot of like different venues. What Knitting Factory? Shout outs to White Gill for a free drink. We gotta love when white people are guilty. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was hilarious. It was beautiful. <laughs> we were in the Knitting Factory and this woman like I, I don't know what happened. Like I like she bumped she, into she you. came. She, she just you know instead of just saying excuse me, she just went on the line and. You know, and that's rude. That's disrespectful. And, you know, she felt bad because I felt like I was going to bark behind him. I'm like, 
She's like, oh, just buy you all the drinks. I'm like, shit, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Give it to me. Three like, rounds. Three rounds. So mad pretty that day. It's pretty. The Sultan was dope, mm-hmm. and I got I was on cloud nine that day. The music was just hitting me. Yeah, like, I might... saw videos from you, and I was like, oh, that looked really nice. Yeah. Like, it looked like a great show too. Yeah, and me and too, you know, well, we had SOB together. Yeah. Uh, for oh. for Malik's show, mm-hmm. um, was that your first time on SOB? Yes, first time. Really? Yeah. What was your take? It's like historic. If like you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was like it honestly low key looked like any other kind of venue. Like wow. I really, I, I don't know. Like yeah. Like, I mean, but when like the lights and stuff and like the music and stuff, it, it, the vibe was there. But you know, it's funny because when we went to SOBs for Boldy, I was like in the space. And I was like, this is a very like intimate space. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I I feel like in my head I expected it to be bigger because I've never yeah, been in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I went in and realized like the size of it, I was like, huh? For a legendary venue, I did not expect it to be this size. I expected it to be way bigger. Um, and the Boldy concert was just. You know, a whole thing in and of itself, but it was, no, that's interesting. I think, so, like, so, based, like, compared to the Boldy concert, what was, like, the percentage of that crowd, Mm -hmm. what would you say was, like, the amount when y'all had Malik's, like... Like, I feel like the entire, like, the middle pillar section was, like, full. Okay. Mm, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. side. Whereas Baldy had like get the middle left, and right. left, right, and then we yeah. have some people in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's funny we gravitated towards the back. Yeah, I don't know. Like there was a counter. There was just a countertop, so we was just like, yeah. That's where you're supposed just to be. Just because you're on an elevation. Mm-hmm. I feel like elevations in concerts are just low key the best place to stand right. if you're not in the front. Because if you're in the middle of the crowd, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too many people around me. Now with COVID too, I'd be like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like going to venues now just because now like venues are not letting you in unless you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the vaccination isn't like stopping shit, but I feel a little more comfortable mm-hmm. knowing everybody around me vaccinated right. rather than like a couple here, a couple there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I liked about SOBs and because it's a small space. Right. So I was like, you know, ain't much air in here in the first place. A white guy passed out. A white guy passed out oh, on Amari's leg. So oh, much happened yeah, that yeah. day, bro. Yeah, it was. Jeez. It was good one, like the show in Q's with. Oh, yeah. But it was three in a row. Yeah. He oh. passed out, got up, passed out, got up, passed out, got up. Oh, he had endurance. No, bro. The third time, and he got up and was pretty much like, no, this happens. Like, it's literally how you told me the Q story. But by the third time, like, security came and took right, him okay, out. Bro, you gotta, pretty much like you got to. They didn't seem concerned it was more so like get the fuck out like that's what it felt like uh, it didn't feel like concern at all it felt like yo you gotta go like and i was Jeez. like oh man i hope he's okay Damn. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> no, but like hopping into it like so like me telling me like you like you're, you're an artist as well as yeah. the, the executive side so how did that like start out like did you start in one side and realize i can expand into my own thing or did it was like I feel like I was talking to Malik the other day. He was telling me something about how um, a lot of people who come, who a lot of people who are like you know like next to artists or like like are now on the creative side of it. They like live vicariously through them. What's something mm-hmm. like? <laughs> Wait. No 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 no. Keep no keep keep asking uh-huh. questions. No. Wait, did I back in the court? Why yeah? Why do I feel like Malik stole that from them? Okay, so like over there, like, I'm an artist first. Like no matter like what I do, and I feel like um, like when I navigate the business, I look at like I look at 
I look through it like through an artist lens, if that mm. makes sense. But um, so yeah, so I'm working on my own art, but it's just a, a lot of like, a, like mental unconditioning I'm trying to like get out of. Mm. And so like, okay, I've been living vicariously through Malik in a way. But I started managing because like I like if you know me, know me. Like I'm the queen of opportunities. Like I mm. like keep this mantra. Like I can get in contact with any and everyone. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so like everything I've been able to do, I've just been able to like do for myself. So I'm just like, let me just take these skills right. and apply them to someone, right? And hence, like, Malik reached out to me. He was like, hey, do you want to, like, manage me? I'm like, sure. Like, and so, like, what I do for him, like, it's not, like, if I were him, like, I want to put him in opportunities and spaces that I would put myself in. So, yeah, so that's how I kind of, like, uh, maneuver and stuff like that. Um, I think I answered that. Artist first. Yeah. Yeah. And it it helps me, like, I don't know, navigate. Like, even business stuff, like, just, like, it, like, if I was an artist, I wouldn't want that kind of deal. Or, like, if I was, like, I wouldn't want... I don't know, like, my one friend, he was telling me, he was like, it's different, like, being an artist and, like, maneuvering, like, through the business, like, you have a unique perspective, because you're not a business person trying to make money, like, you understand, and I don't know, I don't know. The, the, the creative side, side of the deal. Yeah. 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 Interesting. That, that makes sense. Do you feel like if you weren't an artist, like, you wouldn't have that viewpoint? Like, if you were just doing the executive oh, side yeah, of everything, you for know? for sure. For sure, because if you you can really get sucked into like the business aspects and like trying to be a snake too, because I, I definitely Ooh. felt like me like I'm like very sweet and very nice, but I can see how like people get over on people, and I'm just Ooh. like, mm. Mm. right. So yeah, <laughs> it's funny because then like I'm I, I, hot. <laughs> it's funny it's funny because I had brought this um like question up to O before like when we were planning this episode because I didn't know you were an artist. I thought you were both just on the executive side. So I was like telling oh I was like, you know, I guess the question now kind of only applies to you, but like <laughs> to you, O Boss, but my question is like, let me try to frame it in a in a way. Do you feel like Mm, mm, formulated. You know, I'm trying to really bring it out of my matha right now, but essentially what I what I want to know is like, you know, as somebody who's purposely like puts themselves in a lot of music spaces, you know, right. you know a lot about the music industry, you learn more about it daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not a person who makes you don't you don't make your own music, right? right? right, right. So like my question is like one, how did you even get into then that like realm of like what made you want to then get into the executive side and the entrepreneurial side of music right. and like how how does it impact you being a person who doesn't necessarily make music but is always surrounded by artists who make music I mean it's it, like you said like you live through the artists which yes. is very interesting like you said yeah. that like it's like I really live through the artists that I work with and music really relates to me you know mm-hmm. what I mean um, I started doing this business side when I was on WOW and like I used to have like Freestyle Friday and invite artists with guitar, rap, whatever, just come through and then you have drinks and stuff and we were supposed to bring it, but I was like, let's go. Yeah, let's man. Back in the basement. Back in the basement. Back in the basement, yo. Just the sneak. Yo, yeah, the basement was it. It was it. So, I I, I mean, we used to get drunk and, you know, conversation, yeah, it it was crazy. Um, and you know, a lot of people kept hitting me like, yo, you should be a manager. Like, you know how to like promote, you know how to do radio. I'm like, honestly, I don't want to manage. Like Mm. if you can't manage yourself, I'm not trying to manage Mm. you respectfully, you know, that's just how it is. Mm. And after that, you know, it, it it just, I I seen so many artists just struggling, right? Business wise. And I'm just like, they got the creative juice and they have it like, but they just don't understand the business. When we talk about the three sixties or like, Mm -hmm. you know, sync royalties and we start getting into those vocabularies. Like these people use like big vocabulary words to like 
throw the artist off chains, you know? Right. But, and it's very simple stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, you know what? Let me start, like, diving into this music executive stuff. Like, let me dive into just business as a foundation, but then dive into the music. So I read Ari Herstand, Donald Passman, like, you know, did you... I mean, did reading, research? Yeah, yeah, I do my research. I read consecutively every week on music business, mm -hmm. right? Um, and when I'm surrounded by artists every day in and day out, I mean, like, it, it's, it's inspiring. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It makes you want to go harder. And you look at, and like, I look at music executives that are coming up differently. You know, I don't mm -hmm. view them as competition, but I view them differently. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to build a, an empire here. Right. Like, I know the artists and creators that I'm working with are going to do it. So it's just like, when they put out the music, the visuals, like, you know, I was, I just get fired up because right. I know that we got the was probably the dopest visual i was like on instagram like oh this shit is fire like yeah. this shit is dope because like it brings a sense of life into you you know yeah. like you know my artist nick just dropped a whole like music thing about like talking about drug addiction and all this like let's talk about it right. like you know so yeah so that's me being an executive because <laughs> yeah, like, the excitement that you get cool. like when you like look at other people's art like i get fuel for like my own art so like when yeah. i just stuff with malik i was like oh well like if i did this i could do this and i because i love like outside of music i love makeup and just like creating visuals and stuff like that i'm just like wow i can't wait to apply all that stuff mm -hmm. and so like that's like i get excited for my artists so like it inspires me to do my own work of course like, I feel you feel good. Yeah. Like, you feel you yeah. feel like you there. I I empathize all of them. Yeah, I love the vibe right now. I had a feeling this would happen. Just like I mean, you like yeah. we have so much dope talent around us. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like there's no one that can stop us. That's the mentality Literally. I'm on right now. Literally. You know, like so the artists that I surround myself with, we work with on a day to day basis. They can't be stopped. We don't. We might not get the numbers that we want. Who cares? Uh -huh. Who cares? We made the impact. Yeah. We had a great great show yeah. with five people we rocked out what we do we go to the bars we get, we get celebrated exactly. yeah. <laughs> honestly i feel like I, I feel like one of the biggest things like you might not have like directly said it to me but i feel like one of the biggest things like i indirectly learned from like just being like your friend and just being around you is like just this like mantra of like yo if you're not doing the work and if you're not putting the work in what the fuck are you got to talk about what are we gonna talk about you're not putting you're not even barely putting your foot in you know like i just need you to put your foot in the door and that's how i feel like with you like even so like for example me you don't really talk a lot about like my music and where that's going but i know you support it because i know you you know what i'm saying so I know we like we hear it and it's it's just always been this thing that I indirectly learned of like this oh like with you I very much always got like the yeah that's businessman oh boss like just like this sense of like if you're not even gonna put in the first step to do the work or to put in the work for yourself as an artist yes. then you ain't got nothing like we ain't got nothing to talk about on the business side yeah, you know because yeah. you're not even really doing it for yourself exactly not exactly. I want to talk to you I want to ask y'all about you know. The early days of like managing like your first like app or like you know getting into oh yeah facts my like, first <laughs> yo yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well actually my first my first like I also you know like a little like you know like when you're like, <coughs> having like a new relationship and stuff like that so you first like for me that's what I think about but you go first I want to hear this wait no wait you go first because I, I don't know shit I I mean I can go first <laughs> 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 Talk. <laughs> I really empathize with what Obas was talking about, you know, earlier, like not really 
um, you know, kind of like doing your own thing, but like being surrounded by people who, yeah. like, you know, they are creating their own yeah. art. I feel like that was the kind of relationship that I was starting to realize I had at Upstate. And, you know, like, yo, everyone around me is doing some kind you know, of creative exactly, thing. Exactly. You know, I'm kind of a business minded person, but like, I do have that creative side. So it was like, for me. <laughs> Dude, that's the heart that's for the helping heart. you see it yeah. you do bro you do bro for real I don't know that's what they say but this <laughs> but um I guess for me it's like I always was kind of looking forward like okay but where is my like so to speak the foot in the door like who cause it's weird like hey do you need a man like you know it feels like it's like a, always like a weird conversation so yeah. like I don't know coming loosely out of the pandemic he just hit me up like hey like it was weird cause he was just like Hey, what's your email? Is your email for something right quick? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you didn't have it. It's, it's, it's funny that you didn't have your email. I would like said some name, but I mean, like a manager. You was like, yeah, like is this you asking me to be your manager? Like, yeah. Like, Technically, was like, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Aww. But I feel like this is like that's such a fun. loose like thing, but it makes sense. Granted, like I feel like our relationship started on a uh, a financial transaction. He sold me Oreos. <laughs> Yo, for real. I heard about that story like three times during our college career, and I always was like, wow, what a great friendship start. Yo, that's crazy. But I feel like that was like for me, like that foot in the door. Like someone. Y- y'all known each other for like 12, 13 years yeah. now. Shh. Damn. Damn. I don't know how y'all. Well, actually, no, I do know how y'all two dealt with each other. Well, one was worse than the other at some point. But like ever since then, it's been like finding that ebb and flow of like mm-hmm. how do you throw in like your ideas and how does it match and flow with like the creative direction of like your artist. Like, but that's for me. How like how did you like who's like your first artist? I love to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, well, can I think back off of you real fast because I like I said I it's weird talking about myself, but like one day on Twitter I decided to like talk my shit because like I do like. Well, I was like, I had a like failed internship interview and like this one A&R. He was like, oh yeah, just send me stuff. So every month I was like pitching him new people. Mm-hmm. And like I had put on Twitter all the people like I pitched and everything I was just doing. And then Malik had liked a few of my posts and then he like messaged me and basically asked me to be his manager. And like the first like work on his sticker campaign. And mm-hmm. that was like the first thing that we did in January. Mm-hmm. And then... It, I'm here. Uh, he asked me to be his creative manager, but honestly, I do it all. Like, I cook meals, like, I help pick out <laughs> outfits. <laughs> I can help pick out outfits, like, take photos. So it, it's really that's fun. Good. So, yeah, so that's how it, like, started. Come through, creative man. I love it. I love it. So, how do I start? I mean, okay, so, I mean, like I said, I don't really care. It's so weird for me. Like, I tell people this all the time. Like, I don't really embrace, like, the title manager. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, okay. I think for me, it's like, you know, there's various different ways of managing an artist, right? You have the parenting aspect mm-hmm. where you're telling the artist constantly what to do and stuff like that. For me, it's like I've, like I've been in so many different things where I had to parent an artist, right? Mm-hmm. And like I found that there was bad, there was flaws in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? Then it was the one where it's like you just manage from a distance and mm. you just don't you just come with me and you need me that doesn't work mm. you know what I mean so Gosh. you really need to have like I call it the brother sister type of management where it's like I got you whenever you need, need like when we when we hear like we mm. see eye to eye 
So for me, like, you know, when I, my first artist that I worked with was Jahar, you know. Was oh, like, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. little brother. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I literally came from Iran and I was just seeing him. He was taking pictures on, like, East River. And I was just like, oh, shoot, you're the wavy kid, kid. And I was just like, yeah, I, I always do that because I'm like, I don't, again, I didn't meet him. I, and I didn't know he lived in my area, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me because I could be working with so many artists in my area, but I just don't, don't know, know them. them. And they're not putting in the work. I'm not, no diss, but like, it's true shit. Like, I shouldn't be having to go out to work with like Brooklyn artists or whatever. Like, Harlem should have their own home. Like, respect to Delhi, bro. You are from I, I'm from Harlem. Gosh. Like, respect to Delhi. We got Harlem got people. We got bro. Like, Harlem got people, bro. Like, we got, like, we got neat. We got freaking Delhi. Delhi like, has. He's nice fucking um Domichel's another one like so we have this network so when I met John I'm like yo let's let's work like he came on the podcast and was like alright cool then when we did this is upstate I told him pull up Mm -hmm. like you know just pull up and I saw like for me it's like as I started to learn about him I started to learn more about myself and a lot of the things that I had problems with right mm-hmm. just talking to people right mm-hmm. like really which, yes I have me too yes <laughs> it's, it's, no it's true <laughs> I, I would so not I don't know because, I guess that because with me it's like when I'm in a business mode I act like an asshole and that's not oh. a good that's not a good sometimes that's not good for the artist the artists don't need an asshole, asshole yeah. they need sometimes for somebody to relate to and be there for them to be supportive I wasn't a really supportive person when I first started because mm-hmm. I wanted things done exactly business. a business and I didn't really understand that you know yeah. and it really affected not to say affected relationships but when you're doing like that trial and error of an artist right it kind of leave like that little lingering tension mm-hmm. friction that yeah. friction yeah. yeah and it's not to say like you know like there's other there's artists I don't talk to these days because there's friction like we cool and stuff but it's like there's friction but like me and Jahar been through trenches you know what I mean like me and Nick been through trenches you know and, the, and like we've the thing is this different between the artists that I work with now than the artists I did work with in the past is that we came and accomplished through the trenches. We had the shows where zero people didn't turn up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We had the show when we lost $200 to some scam. You know, like the Instagram scammers. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, pay $250. Do not hit me with my promo, this, all this, this, that, promo, yeah, this yeah, that. yeah, yeah. All this yap, all yap, that shit. shit. Like, we lost money to that. It'd be like that. It'd but be like that's that. building character and, and building a relationship. Exactly. And the consistency. So, yeah. like I said, I've learned a lot, but I've also grown through the artists, grown through the music, and like we've had a deeper relationship. Like, we can call, we can go on vacation now, which is right. very interesting. Like, I thought I would go on vacation with like my regular friends. I can go on vacation with creators wow, yeah. and just like, what are we gonna do today? Like, nice. do a music video. Cool. It might oh, it yeah. come out the best, it might not, but we did it. Like, you know, so. That's that's the joy I see now in management, honestly. No, nah, that's dope. And like, it's funny. I met Jahar through you. Yeah. And when Jahar met me, he had already known my IG. Like, and yeah. I, I assumed it was through you or just some way. So yeah. And so it's funny because I met you. Literally brought him up to me. We're like, oh, this, I was like, wait, I have your IG. Oh, Ever since then, I've been locked in. And like, yo, he puts in work. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's funny though because I feel like, uh, you know. Especially piggybacking off our last episode. Yeah. You know, there we had a very good pocket on our last episode talking about, like, what me and, like, Des as artists require from managers. Wow. So it's very, like, you know, so it's nice to now, on the flip side, see, like, you also coming a long way of, like, realizing what an artist needs from yeah. you as somebody managing or even somebody that's just lending an ear. Right. You know, at the very least. Yes. And I feel like... Um, 
damn, I'm losing my train. Oh, and so with that, like, having George on from New York City, like, going to his events mm-hmm. also made me realize, like, yo, there's mad niggas making music, bro. Yes. Like, mad niggas putting, oh. like, making music. Not everybody putting work in, but every mad niggas making music, and, bro. And, yeah. and like, you, you just, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, oh, true. you end up just finding, like, I don't know, I think... Uh, like just to go off of what you said, like you could be working with a lot of people from Harlem, or you yeah. know, like you don't need to have to travel to Brooklyn, to, and you don't, bro. There's there's so many people out there that's making music, but again, not everybody one put in the work in or two willing to put the work in. Yeah. But that's for a plethora of reasons, you right. know, whether it's the fear of finances and losing money, right. you gotta be willing to lose some money to make some money. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's like there's that fear. There's the fear of acceptance. not having resources, yes. acceptance, rejection. Right. The fear of not having resources. I know that, like for me as an artist, that was one of my biggest things. Was mm. the not the fear of acceptance or the fear of losing money. I blew so much bread investing in myself. Right. Have made zero to none of it, like almost none of it back, and I'm okay with that because mm. it's all you know bigger picture long term playing the long game but there's this thing of damn I was really on it I was really on it I was on the train and I it was the door that door opened and <laughs> <laughs> it me bro I was like damn what are we talking about the acceptance resources there we go that was one of my biggest things in life reaching out for help or even wanting to do anything right. like but even as much as there's people who do music there's so much people behind the scenes mixing yes mass so much yes. like keeping up that network of like people in your head like yo they are like sidebar this nigga was on the ox right last let me know this is not maniac behavior my son's on the ox no D&D on so we're hearing the, the rings we're on Instagram with him <laughs> <laughs> refuse to get on the, on the JBL Oh my god, oh, bro. Man. No, but <laughs> like, no, for sure. I think also, like, people who are not in a creative realm, or at least, like, not in the music realm, or on the executive side of it, also don't realize, like, the resources that are needed. Mm-hmm. Or, like, how the resources impact then, like, an artist's, like, outlook on shit. Like, mm-hmm. for example, like, for me, I feel like I had, you know, I had a cover artist. I had Siaka, who mixes almost everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that was that. It wasn't necessarily my team because they all do their own shit, right. but it was like the people I go to. Mm-hmm. My first EP, my second EP, both of those visuals filmed on my phone, like edited some way, shape, or form that I had to do it. Like, so it's like even that, like, I remember I never wanted to drop either one of those promos because I was like, I was like, this could be better, but I don't have the resources to make it better right now. So this is what I have, mm-hmm. but I'm proud of the product right. with what I have. And, you know, and that, like, just adds on to taking that first step of putting work in and, you know, putting yourself out there because it all led me to a point of then dropping, like, the, vi- the like, official video for Trisha, you know? And a lot of people that I've met, especially this summer, specifically, like, meet me for the first time and they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that Trisha shit. And I'm like, where good looks. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm like, you know, good looks. Like, I appreciate that. Sorry, it was like <laughs> reeling against it. I got worried for a second. Nah, but that's dope. Another question I had for like y'all three, as people who are like on like the executive side, um, in terms of like independent artists for sure that are like coming up right now, how do y'all feel like, like what's the like what's one way or like what's a big way that artists right now, for lack of better terms, like bait themselves up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do artists like play themselves 
in terms of exposure, in terms of putting the work in or whatever? Like, what do you think is one thing that independent artists do now that is, like, faltering for them? Like, you know, it's, like, mm. helping. It's not helping them or it's, like, you know what I'm saying? You, y'all get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I love how y'all both looked over at I can throw mine in. I feel like like self-advocacy. Mm. Like, mm. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they create and they're just on the creating side of it. You know, they're staying very, like, insular into their friend group. But I, I do feel like as I go outside, my whole thing is, like, where I go, I feel like I'm going on the least behalf, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm networking. Right. I want to figure out, like, who's mm-hmm. running this, um, the show. who's running the show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's the, the show manager, like, how can I connect and involve and just talk about this guy. Right, right, or I feel right. like a lot of people are just like, this, this is what they do. It's like, I don't feel like talking about myself. Mm. Which is fair. So this, I also feel like that's where like the manager thing comes in. Like just someone to just talk about you and big you up. Right. Where I was like, you don't really have to. You know? Right. Yeah, so you feel like, like artists don't do enough self-advocacy? Yeah. Mm. I agree with that one. I, uh, I agree with I that. I would too. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I think... Good. I like that this question came. No, this is, 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 is yeah, I like yeah. the self-advocacy because you know why? Like, I think one of the things is artists, and a part of it has to deal with definitely the numbers. Because think about it, if you put out some content, it doesn't get the streaming numbers that you want it to be. Like mm-hmm. you don't have a sense of boost, a sense of like motivation to keep putting out, yeah. right? So when you have someone that's a manager or someone that's representing you, like you have to have like both y'all carrying each other with like a, a pillar, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, like self advocacy is definitely one. I think one of the things that kind of hinders, you know, artists, uh, it's tough because hinders is this like the trial and error definitely Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is like you have to keep trying and trying and trying until you until it until it either fails or succeeds you know what i mean experimenting right and (laughs) i think a lot of like i think you said this was like you're scared to experiment right you're scared to do it just put it out you never know who's like gonna gravitate to it to and who's not gonna like i mean one of the biggest things I will say during this whole time period is like I think artists should be putting out more and more content. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because it's just like you need to know what is people like and what if they vibe with this. You know what I mean? Is this the type of sound they want? You know. Um, so with my brother about this about the mixtape era, right? Mm-hmm. And you used to have like oh Lloyd Banks driving mixtape, <laughs> you yeah. know, Fab Soul Tape, like you know, yeah. it it was a way of development and giving people more content, a way for them to be connected. So again, more experimenting. You know, experimentation. Yeah, you know, their niche. It's niche, and you know, if they find a sound that they like or they have some type of interest, like flip it. Like if you like Jimi Hendrix and you're a rapper, flip the shit. You know what I mean? Like mm. flip it. Like it might be outside of your comfort zone, but try it. So see what sound that you can make with it, and then be able to produce it. And if everybody likes it, then rock with it. You right. know, it helps develop sounds. You know, and like your sound personally. So mm. experimentation. Yeah. Mm. Like that. Cool. So lack of self advocacy, lack of experimentation. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I just think he got one. For her. I'm thinking of one. Like, like, like how? But you, I don't know. Like, but I'm gonna see what it's like. like <coughs> I wanna say it. uh, I feel like I don't know what I wanna say, but I can't like piece it together. Get the words. Like, so you, you, you say what you wanna say. I'm gonna figure out how I wanna say this. And Nia is a whiz with algorithms. No one thinks about like mm-hmm. social media. Like staying up on like that kind of shit. Okay, I yeah. feel like that's a huge thing. Even for like yeah. managers and artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so people try to take the easy way out. So like TikTok is a great platform and people like, one, artists are not getting creative on how they're like posted. Like, I don't, how many times have you seen 
I'm an independent artist in New York City. This is my latest single. Like, everyone does that. And I'm just like, and this is where it comes in. When I, like, I'm an artist. So I'm like, if I was them, I would have did this or I would have did that. Like, it's just like people aren't creative. Like, you guys are artists. You guys are creatives. Like, get creative with how you market yourself. Don't rely on one platform. Like, look at, like, you know, people sleep on Pinterest marketing. Yo. People sleep on Instagram algorithm. Like, there's so many, like, tips and tricks. And they're, like, all on YouTube. And, like, people are... <laughs> They're literally are, and people are just very like everyone's running the TikTok, which is like music industry, everything. But like, mm -hmm. expand like your platform and don't like, cause again, like Instagram can be down one day and you'll lose your 10k followers. TikTok, the can day, gone, TikTok can be gone next year. You don't have 100k like people. And, yeah, like, right. So diversifying where where you put your art out at. Mm. Yes, I so agree. People I get agree. stuck in. I yeah, you know. They get a little bit of thought somewhere and then they forget about the other platform. That's hey, very that's important. True. That's, that's super very, important, very especially true. like with Instagram. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of artists I know like only utilize Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and it's like, I feel like it. It's something which is like, I guess this will be my input, mm -hmm. uh, not as somebody who's on the executive side, but as somebody who's on the artist side. And I try to in input this with everything, the lingo, my music. Yeah. The problem I have with putting my stuff only on Instagram is great. I have around. 2.5k people that follow. I don't know 2.5k people. I know maybe a rack of those people. Right, right, Here right. or there. Right. Some way, some form. Right. Some robot. You know, but, <laughs> but the issue then becomes is like, I'm not, mm. like, when I put it on Instagram, like, this is for people that, like, it ends up being for people that know me. Right, or right, people that follow right, me. Right, 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 but I'm not trying to get this to the people that know me. You know, like, I'm trying thing. to yeah. get it out. Or you know? outside of your friends. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's crazy you say that because I also think, like, it starts with your audience, I think. Mm -hmm. If they don't get the message and they're the ones that's pushing it, it is tough for you to get to someone else. Mm -hmm. to, uh, that's why, it's, like, seeing, like, I agree with you, but then I also disagree because the situation is, I think artists, you have to start with the people around you. Know, you. Yeah. you got to, because if they are not pushing the movement, it is very, very tough for you to move outside. That's it true. is so, so tough. Like, very true. I see people this all the time, I'm like, you're doing this why why are you doing this move people are not if people from your home is not pushing you mm -hmm. then you have a long journey ahead of you you know like and this is just coming from like yeah. venue booking and all this mm -hmm. stuff like i see people come they be like yo i should be having a show and then you know talent buyers are like you can't even bring 15 people right like that's, you can't that's tough you can't pack the you space pack like the space yeah. so we it, lose money booking you, lose like, money you know booking. like yeah but it's also the fact like i think of it the flip side is it's like did you did your music really impact the people that it was really meant for? Mm. You know, like I really think about that. Now, could it be you didn't do the targeting properly and running yeah, Facebook yeah, ads? Yeah. But it's different. But I'm talking about the immediate circle that you have. Yeah. The, the, the people that is tight. Has your music really hit them differently to not think perspective? That's I, I love the first thing you said was just like, do your artists you think differently? Like all the music and exclusive stuff I get so far, it makes me think differently. Mm -hmm. And my immediate circle, I share with them if they permit me to. Like, I'm, I mean, if they want me to sign an NDA, I'll sign an NDA. Sure, cool, whatever. Like, but it's like yeah, <laughs> NDA talk, sure. But it's just like you know, I want to share that experience. So. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, like, yeah, yeah, so. Yo, I, nah, you know, I feel like you hit on a lot. I feel like you hit on a lot just now. So. Right, like, there was a lot of points, like. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was to hear, yo. Like, I feel like a lot of people. Excuse me for the constant coughing, yo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, I wanted to tap in with something that you said a little earlier, Nia, about like talking about some like internship roles. I love hearing Obas's like intern stories and just like how we can get 
put some dimes here, but yeah. so what are some things in like this entertainment industry world? Like I feel like you're always on an intern intern like interview, like always going crazy. Like so what, what can you tell us about that? And just in terms of like what have you learned from these internships, or like, what do you take try to take from it? Okay, so you want like, uh, like educational how to find internships or want like internship mm. stories? Do a story. Okay, Ooh. okay, okay, okay. So I'm just gonna post this on my TikTok because I, I feel like <laughs> I, like I, I feel like this. I can like blow up. But um, so, so, okay, so okay, I from the bag with Jack Harlow. Oh, oh right okay. before he blew up. Okay, so I was at Atlantic Records 2020, and um, he. So we're not allowed to like talk or like. And the picture, right? And so I, I didn't know who he was at the time, and I was just like walking around, walking back and forth, whatever. And I just like I like I like it was weird. Like I saw him from the corner of my eye, but I didn't look at him. But like I felt his energy, and he has a really like big presence. Mm. And I just remember he had on this pink like sweatsuit, and he was like playing around with his friends or whatever. But me, I was like so infatuated with the head engineer Ebony Smith, who's a black woman, and she's like head. And I'm just like, wow, I'm like talking to her. I'm like, this is so amazing. This is so crazy. And so we're talking about music and all this stuff. And then she's like, oh, let me introduce you to someone. And then she's like, Jack, Jack, Jack. She's calling him. And then he doesn't turn around because he's like playing with his friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't come to find out it was Jack Harlow. And I'm just like, I didn't even introduce myself. And now he's a superstar. <laughs> so. So that was like a, an interesting, um, and also when Keep It Black came in, like, cause this was when like the box and stuff came out and mm. I remember like, cause so he signed, um, Roddy Rich and he like got to mm. work on his project and I'm just like, wow, like you see all this stuff in the media, but then when you're in the rooms with people who make it happen, I'm just like, it's whoa, wild, it's yo. so crazy. So, and I also noticed him cause of his like colorful dreads too. So that was like interesting. That was also at Atlantic? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that's amazing. That's a great yeah. internship. And then when we had like this, like the A and R weekend, where like the A and R's from like LA and Atlanta came, and like Sammy Scott and like people like that, they were all That's there. Fire. And I, I, I literally, I'm just like in awe. I'm like, I'm like introverted. I'm just like looking. I'm, I'm like, I hope it don't make out weird, but I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And even like the CEO, like Julie Greenwald, like she was walking past me. I'm just like, I, I couldn't speak to her because I, I was just like, I don't know what to say, and I don't want to like be weird or anything. But those experiences, like even though I'm like very quiet and introverted, like I learned from like watching and observing other people, mm-hmm. and like. Even though, like, since it was in the middle of the pandemic, like, it kind of, like, got cut short. But just, like, being there, just, like, watching and soaking in, like, the environment, I learned, like, a lot. Um, so, as far as, like, finding internships, I would say, like, literally do your research. Like, my first, like, internship when I got to the city, like, I found off Craigslist. Really? Yeah. I, I trust Craigslist. Yo, no, a lot of people have told but me to look at Craigslist, bro. But you gotta like really like yeah. fine tooth comb it, yeah. low key with Craigslist. Yeah, um, <laughs> utilizing LinkedIn. Um, what else? Um, I, luckily, like my school, my network, they're always sending out internships and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like it's weird. I feel like I'm at a point in my career where it's just like, you know. People reach out to me, so like my roles, like I, it's it's so crazy. Cause I'm, just like, no, Cause I'm just like, oh, this is weird. And so my, it's not an internship, but it's like a paid position in a way. And I'm actually like going back to Warner, but it was nice. through like word of mouth. And I'm just like, wow, like I, I've been waiting for this moment to gonna happen where I'm just like not like begging people and just like, hey, da, da, send my resume, da, 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 da. Yo, like, uh, being in that position is like, a lot. Digging, yeah. Digging, digging, and just literally reaching out to any and everyone. And I feel like for me, like LinkedIn has been like really big. Cause like, and also I have like a lot of, I do a lot of mentorship programs and stuff like that. So I'm meeting like a Yo. bunch of people. So like they're always sending me stuff and like you just really like researching and just like looking. Like those are like my skills. I'm gonna just say this, like, this. If you're looking for another artist to manage, 
I would be honest. <laughs> <laughs> cool. well, I'm, I'm starting a label. So oh, okay. Big label talk. I get that down. I'll we got now. The email you just forwarded me was, wasn't it? An email? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He had just forwarded me an email for like job opportunities. Uh, oh, that, yeah. That like. Oh, the one, the, the one that Lottie sent? The one, the songwriter girl? Is that yeah. the one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had yeah. just sent me that. Yeah, yeah. So it was funny because I was talking to him about like my job hunt right now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm also a music journalist, yeah. and the freelance situation—not yeah. it. Tough. I don't it's like tough. it. It's tough. It's it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot because I realized that, like when I was interning for Complex, shout out Complex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I got like what four bylines in like the eight weeks I was there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. It worked like that because I was already in the space. Yes. Yes. Right. 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 Bro, and I didn't like. I realized it, but I didn't realize it till I was done with the internship. And like repitching to the editors there was is okay because it's like I know them. Mm-hmm. But trying to like one find emails for like editors and stuff for other mags. If you need help, is I got cool? you. Like I said, I, I appreciate can get in contact it. with any yeah. and everyone. You see, I appreciate that. But my thing is, is also it's like it's like the freelance position yeah. is so complicated just off the sense of like yo like you feel like you're a fiend, bro. Because yes. you're like, you're emailing and it's following up. It's following up. You're begging, bro. It's like, I'm dead ass sitting there like, bro, a crumb, bro. A crumb. That's all I need. Just open like, the email. open the email, bro. Because I don't even know if you saw it. I don't know if you chose to dub it. Like, I don't know. And it's like, it's the same thing with the job hunt too. Like, I've applied to a couple places and it's like, I prefer rejection emails over the no response, you know? Like, yes. like I just yes. got a like I just got a rejection from Warner, actually. Whoa! Yeah, which is funny. But it's like, you know, that's cool. Like, it's okay. I'm okay with rejections all in the strength of, like, I'm a very big person. It's like, if it's not the right time for it, it's not the right time for it. Wow. And also the position I applied for. I got story. I got story. And also the a position I applied for, which is very funny, is a position that I felt like he was more fit for. Mm-hmm. It was like an A&R administrative, wow. like, assistant kind of thing. So when I applied for it, I was like, this would be cool to learn, you know? <laughs> that was my thing. So when I got rejected, I was like, okay, this is actually low-key a blessing in disguise. Because I kind of would have went in there, and I would have finessed because I'm me, but it would have been a lot of, like, learning first day on the job type shit, you know? Literally. But no, like, I think, like, you know, the industry the industry is very... Industry, how? The industry is very interesting in the sense that, like, it's one very much about who you know, yes. but two, it's also really about like, like I, I'm the person that's like I'm a great people person. Mm-hmm. So when you meet me, I'm you're hooked. Like I got you. Like I can put a hook in if I meet you. The email team, yeah. <laughs> bro. The virtual world is like, and it's also making it harder for yes. people trying to get into yeah, the industry, whether it's sense. through the journalism sense or the music sense or like even like artist submissions to labels and stuff. Yeah. Like it's difficult through this because it's a lot of like you don't know shit about me. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're getting an email and I have to low key in an email tell you everything about me in less than like ten sentences because you're not gonna read it if it's more than that. Like you know, so it's also like it teaches you how to be like very like not even eloquent but very concise concise that was the word thank you it teaches you how to be very concise about like who you are and what your whole thing is like whether it's Mm -hmm. a pitch or whatever it is that elevator pitch is y'all it's like so stressful because it's like you got two sentences to be like hey this is my name i'm a music and culture writer and this is what i've written for okay now here's my pitch but you don't know me so like i'm coming to you Literally as a fly on the wall. Yeah. But little do you know, I got your email from like somebody who's written like 10 pieces for you already. Like, right. you know, so it's like, it's a weird like thing. It's like, it's different than say, for example, I got an email for the hip hop editor for Vice. Was it Vice or was it Vibe? It was Vibe. 
But if I had met, and I didn't get a response, thankfully, because that pitch would have fell through. It was the West Side Gun Erica Badu oh, pitch. Yeah. So thankfully, that like that fell through because West Side didn't end up performing. But I never got a response. But she's a black, she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. If and I got the email from Jordan, shout out Jordan. Mm-hmm. If I would have met this woman in person, it would have been a different story. Different you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's a very it's, it's a very different like kind of like realm yeah. we're in right now, especially mm-hmm. with this industry and like every aspect of it, like being managers pitching your artists, or you know being writers pitching your like pieces, or even like you know being any kind of executive pitching something to somebody. Mm-hmm. The digital world is not it, and I know like mm-hmm. for example like. My favorite thing about you is how you move in like mm-hmm. physical spaces. Because right. I've seen you like from a distance, mm-hmm. and you're like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you told me, like, when you were like, yeah, like, I, I used to be an asshole and like that in the business realm, yeah. like, I can understand it, <laughs> but I'm also like, from my, like, from uh, outside looking in, it doesn't look it like does, it. It just looks like you're in tune, bro. It looks like you're in the zone. Like, you know, when I see you in spaces, I, I just see you like, nah, bro. Like, when I see you in spaces, like, I see you like, no matter what conversation you're having, I'm always like, oh, boss is making a move right oh, now. Yo, right now, bro. Just how you, like, you know, like, move. And, 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 you know, the thing is, like, and I like, I think, appreciate that because, like, that's how I am, you know? Like, I, I, people don't realize I'm very connected. Like, major stage. You got Evan Biss and mm-hmm. you got Christopher, right? Who runs that? Okay, boom. Like, you have to be tapped into a lot of these people's names. And you're right. It's about, like putting face to face you know what I mean like making sure that your presence is there like known, and yeah. known right like people don't know it's so crazy like the A&R for the major stage kid went from Syracuse you know oh shit really yes. I didn't know that yeah, wow, yeah. went to Syracuse right so it's like you have to understand use that use sometimes people don't realize Syracuse has a big name to, to bring into these stages right but for me I think one of the pitches I've told people is don't shoot for the big stars right mm. shoot for the things that are actually coming mm. up and growing, and growing. Yeah, because, because because those are the things that you really really need to tap into I to this so back to this internship opportunity I went to So Far Sounds and interned mm. in DC oh. and it was it was cool like I did about a month and a half and then I came back to the city because I was just like DC is just very expensive very expensive really yeah very, I mean it's in New York Way more expensive than New York, I think. Because what, really? Yes, because they don't give you a transfer for the bus. Oh. <laughs> train. It's ridiculous. That's no no transfer. No I said, oh, man. <laughs> like, it was tough. And I, I cried. I literally cried one day because I was just like, this can't be it. Like, this can't be the dream I'm trying to live. Um, so in between that time, I went to Howard, you know, just went up there to see a friend. And it was like, oh, you should connect with this guy. He's creating this app, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I'm tired, da, 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 whatever. To this day, it's the Music Break R one. The oh, one that yeah. allows influencers to connect with, with, oh, <coughs> with like, artists to connect with influencers. So it's just like, at that stage, I was like, when I was interning with So Far Sounds, it was just like, not only, you shouldn't only just focus on making the connects within your company, but you should be able to use the power of the name to enter into other conversations. Mm-hmm with other people like right. and if it's small just like yo work for so far sounds da, da, da. let's figure out a way to get your show with our thing you know what mm-hmm. I mean like it's just about that if they don't want to do it then that's cool but it's about making sure that you collaborate right and not to be like strategic and be like I can do this for you you can do this for me but it's just like yeah, you're where doing, are the synergies? where's the synergy where's the synergy at right like Music Breaker I think it's an amazing platform that's coming out like I just did New York Bodega Raps like yeah. why is that such a big for me it's a big platform for me because you know why that is New York that's culture. New York culture. That is New York yeah, culture. Yeah. Like that is like side talk. Down, yeah, bro. It's the, it's the culture. <laughs> really, yeah. We got something for y'all soon. Yeah. Don't worry, bro. We gotta, <laughs> it's, about, 
mean, but that's what I'm talking. It's about coming up with the culture because music is all about coming up with the culture mm-hmm. and knowing who's into it. That's why when when I think of internships, those guys are really ch- like I'll be honest with you. When I was working with Sony ATV, mm-hmm. respectfully, like they were not in tune with the streets. They were in yeah. tune with the. That's sh- why they hired. That's why. They hired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, literally. And 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 for no, you gotta know, and it's it's just crazy. <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> it's so funny to me because like I'm very anti internship. One because it's unpaid. No, yeah. But, right, that's always okay. Not all them. Not right? all of them. But a lot of them. A lot of them. Like, hiring, like, that you know, know, a lot of them. Salute to you. You're doing justice. Yeah, thankfully, like mine was paid. Like it, I was like, yeah, good. It, it, good. <laughs> but you also learn experience. Now that also the other side of it, it's like those interns should be able to have those exact same resources as if they were uh, yep. full-time entry-level people. Yep. So the thing is, like, they shouldn't be treated as, like, people that just help you learn something new. Mm-hmm. It should be in the sense of, like, I got the resources, they in tune with it, I got to give them the resources for so that I can be in tune and they can come up with me. That wasn't like that when I was, like, interning, you know, with Sony ATV, especially on the A&R department. Yeah. It was more about, okay, let's go on Spotify, this person got this type of numbers, I like this, let's go to their show now, right? Instead of like, who's really buzzing on the streets yeah. that we can come up with, you know what I mean? And then be able to start, it's that artist development that you know, <coughs> right. it's missing in the piece. So it's mm. so like numeric based. It's like. numeric based. And it's just like, I've seen people do so much, like I've seen people with like less streams do like amazing shows. Like but when they told me about Boldy James, I was so pissed because I didn't go to the show. I was out of the city. Mm-hmm. But my man's opened up for him. He's like, he has like um, Who's your man? His name is Nia. He had like the he always has like a Naruto style. Yeah! Yeah, he was going crazy. He was bro. He was one of my favorite openers for the simple fact that he his visuals that were playing behind him were a whole story. It was a whole story. He was doing all yo now he and it's crazy you bring that up because I feel like that's what you have to do nowadays to like get people's eye. Like it was an album, it was a comic book. Bro, and you can only get it through the website. Oh, through his oh, website, through that, what, the 777 no, thing. I was like, yo, that's he, cool. That like. dude is dope. But <coughs> think about it, this is where it comes from the executive side aspect. Okay, you see him there. But then you have to break down. I always say you have to break down the event. Okay, who was hosting it? Music, I think it's Music FM or Music, I forgot the name. But you have to pay attention yeah, yeah, to those yeah. things. Like, who's running nice. that? It's like, okay, cool. And then for me, I, I knew about the brand before because this... Cuse alumni named Tori and she works at uh, Columbia Records and stuff like that I put two and two together you know what I mean because you have to understand the space that you work you can't just enter in a space and not understand what's going on from an artist perspective manager's perspective anything you can't walk into the space and not know and not know and not understand Mm -hmm. who's running this stuff because once you once you know who's running it then it's just like that we out we're here it's funny like you're talking about like things that are coming up hey you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of how like now it's almost nearly impossible to get into a collective, but when Kelsey was first making that, show and the collective is going crazy. She's punching. You know what I'm saying? And she still is like to this day, Forbes thirty under thirty. Like you know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? So like, and I saw like the like I saw the page. I saw the like. I think it was also a Blackstone like award winner like the launch pad. So it's like I remember seeing the collective when it had just started. And when I saw it, I was like, I was like, first and foremost, anything Kelsey Davis attaches a name to is gonna blow up. Shout out Kelsey Davis for real, cause she really got her shit. She really got her shit. And so now where the collective is, I'm like, wow, like you know, in a span of what two years. 
So I'm like, and, yeah. And, and you think about it, Kelsey's been going with the collective since 2016. Mm -hmm. And she's been rebranding and constantly. Like, she's a cool creative that has a platform. She's basically running kind of like a LinkedIn for creatives, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So you can basically get recruited a job through this platform. Through that right? platform. Because, again, LinkedIn is not creatively free for everybody. Yeah. You know, you have to be like. And there's hey, a premium, and then there's all yeah, these. Yeah. All this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, when did this yeah. have a turn like this, right? So. You know, KD is a one entrepreneur. I love. I think yeah. I also yeah. like. I have a lot of respect for entrepreneurs who create spaces like that. Mm -hmm. And another person that you introduced me to, Eddie Hayes. Oh, that's and the, underscore. Yeah, you know, like underscore mm -hmm. Av. Like underscore is dope off strength. That like yo, you're really doing this for everybody else. Yes. You know, like not even for your own health. Like you're doing it really to just plug people into opportunities. Yeah. Like, Definitely remind me of the dialogue. The dialogue is great. Did you log? Did you log? This is the second time because he said it to me through like the dial. I was like the did you log? You were like yeah 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 yeah. Once I see it, dyslexia, you're like dialogue. Yeah yeah. I remember like Digimon. I remember that next. Shout out to Drew. No. That runs it. What was your role at Digilog? I was digital marketing. Ah. I was doing TikTok basically. Nice, nice, nice. great platform. I love Digilog. Can't make a TikTok. Every, every, I can't either. I will teach you. I will teach you. Good, good, because we need help for the lingo TikTok, bro. We don't know what to make. I don't know if I should do this. You know, the excited animation. We should get on the dance trends. Like, what should we do? They're like. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Now it's funny because like now that we're just like back on TikTok for a second, like it's so funny. Like TikTok is now also very oversaturated because of like music and like everybody trying to blow their music up off of TikTok. And it's funny because like in my head I'm like, yo, is this gonna go like the Vine route where like it just dies mm -hmm. at some point? Mm -hmm. You know? Because after Vine there was like a lull and then it was Musically and then Musically went on a lull and then it was TikTok. So I'm like, I give TikTok like another couple years. And then maybe a little, but right now it doesn't seem like it. Right. I feel like TikTok is, in my opinion, it's like a very big double-edged sword. Because you know, on one end, it's helping people like get the reach of like people who wouldn't know your music right, elsewhere. Right, right. But at the same time, it's har it's harming artists in the sense of like, bro, <sighs> niggas got like. 30 seconds like you know the attention span of people is just shrinking and shrinking and tiktok is adding to that yeah. and it's also like forcing artists to be like they need visuals or they need something catchy or they need you know like yeah. and it, it makes me worried like in the sense that i don't want artists to start making music for the algorithms yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like and they have yeah. they already have you know and that's mm. that's the thing that sucks about it i i really like the tiktok like arc of like old songs getting famous again. Cause I'm like, that's cool. Like, like she knows by Jake Cole just went on a big like thing on TikTok. And I was like, oh, this song been out for like six years, you know? But I'm like, and it wasn't made for that algorithm. I love that it fit some way, somehow. But a lot of like artists are making music for that niche. A friend just asked me too, cause I'm about to work on a full length like album. He was like, are you gonna make anything for that? I was like, bro, no. Like, that's not my body. Like, right. if something works, it works. Right. But I'm not going to make something with a specific right. challenge or, like, right. nothing like that because that's just not me. Like, I'm not in the mainstream pop culture realm with, like, how I make my music or the music I make. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've heard Clover. Clover's a big, like, psych vibe, you know? It's a big, like, it's a big psych vibe. Like, it's a, you know, even, like, so it's, like, you know, there's certain, like, 
niches that I feel like artists are trying to fit into because of stuff like TikTok. So it's like kind of at some points unfortunate to see, but it's also dope that a lot of artists are gaining recognition right. because yeah. of it. You know? Definitely yeah. double, double edged sword. For sure. But we're getting into our favorite segment, y'all. Facts. Our final segment. Oh, lingo talk. With the lingo. Nah, you have to. First of all, so anyway, so Anir's from South Jersey. Um, you from Harlem. As always, we bring people on our show and ask everybody, yo, what's your favorite slang term from where you came from? I will not debate you on your slang because y'all took it from New York. And I don't think anything was originally Jersey's. So you can tell me anything and I'll I'll take it from you. Cause I, we had the whole Newark debate with Jordan, yeah, yeah, and he was like, everyone he said, I think he said facts, and I was like, bro, that's definitely New York. That's he was like, York. no, that's Jersey. I was like, oh, I got some, I got some. So, favorite slang that you either grew up with, heard growing up, whether you used it or not, it could be old as shit. Like, you, if you told me Jiggy, I'd be like, that's some Harlem shit, cause Jiggy's some big, har- Jiggy is some big Harlem shit. Like, getting Jiggy is like, that's just some big Harlem shit. So like, any kind of slang term. From any decade that either you grew up with, heard growing up, use a lot, whatever, but your favorite one. Kind of okay. Yeah. My favorite is is it's bricks outside. But people say it's brick outside, it's but brick. I thought it's bricks. Not that. Outside. Oh, wait, <laughs> not that. I, I say it's with bricks an S? outside. Yes. With an S bricks. Is yes. bricks? What is that? Yes. <laughs> it just, it, she said it with an S. Bricks. With an S. X and S. It's bricks. <laughs> Naturally, right? Now. You of know what I mean? You don't like, even realize it's lingo. It's lingo, so it's just like you know. I think one of my favorite one. It is actually one. Actually, like, it's see, one. It's one. So every time oh, I, sad. I, I, I say one all the time. Oh like, my god! Yes, it's so crazy. Like, it's just something that you just be like, yo, one. Like, and then I don't know why, but I see an old. Now man. I see why you and Seth man cool, bro. It's funny because Seth was the first person to ever say one on the show, and yeah. I looked at him and I was like, one. That's an old ass shit. That's an old slang term because I don't hear nobody our age now using it. But I've always heard Seth using it. He's always like, I won. I won, yeah. I won, yeah. I won, peace. <laughs> like, like, you know? It's just, I don't know. Really it's I simple. Won, I won, bro. <laughs> now, wow. But now I got from you, yo, safety, bro. Safety, bro? <laughs> Why do I feel like I, like, for me, that's like a crazy thing. Like, I feel like I hear crazy say, like, I safety, bro. Like, that's nice. It's also annoying, man. Yeah? It's big, like, yo, safety, safety, bro. Safety, safety. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. I like that. Yo, with that being said, y'all, it's your homie ATM. And it's your boy O. And it's your homies Nia and Old Boss. We are the Lingo Baby. Thank y'all for tuning in. Be safe. Stay up. Stay easy. Be on your P's and Q's. Dot your I's and cross your T's. And get real with your shit. You shitting me? Later. One. One.